you create that potion like a little witch over your stove, stirring it, stirring it clockwise for your magic and, and saying the wishes of that you want everyone to drink this, to have in their life, the blessings that you I want them to have. I love that. And then you can tell everybody, hey, I'm giving you this, it's a magic potion for your happiness this year. Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to be inspired, get curious, expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern healers of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalicki. So excited you're here. Let's get started. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I love your candles. I love the... um, generosity you pour out into the world and like free education like teaching people like you know how to connect and um you know make their own magic like literally giving them like tools and steps um whether it's like a mojo bag or you know uh, how to learn how to read your candles i think it's really really special and i think it's really inclusive um to like you know, have everybody, no matter where they are, to, like, really own their magic and celebrate their inner witch and, hey, you can do this, too, and there isn't one way to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I really love that, and I feel like you really give people the freedom to play. Like, you give, like, a really great, like, first words that come to mind is, like, a base camp of instruction, and it just, it feels like witch school. Like, I think it's really, really special. And you have your YouTube channel that you have so much information on there. And then you do your um, Q&As on your Instagram. You're like very, um, you you know, you really are involved in your community and extending uh, your, your depth of knowledge and wisdom and experience while also like really inviting people along the way. Like, I think sometimes people could be a little intimidated or scared, and I think you, like, take that out of the equation for them. Yeah, yeah. It's a big mission for me. Like, um, are we recording? Yeah, I already oh. recorded. I already recorded. I, I was just like... <laughs> I was like, we should save this for the recording, but we are recording. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so it's a really big mission for me. In my numerology, my life path number is five. And if you know how that corresponds, because I'm a tarot person from 10 years old, picking up my first deck at 10, that you can take your life path number and then look at the tarot card that corresponds, the major arcana tarot card that that corresponds to that, and then see, and then gain information. So I'm a five, and the five is the higher font. And when I was younger, I was like, F that. Because I grew up Catholic, and it's a picture of a pope on the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And I'm like, ugh, it's everything I cannot stand about organized religion. Hierarchy, you know, somebody being the boss of you and telling you what to do, and if you have a penis, you can be in charge, and if you have a vagina, (laughs) you can't be in charge. And I was like, screw that. And I... In, in my own sort of really getting in depth with tarot, the cards that are the most troublesome for you, personally, if you have a problem with a card, it's, it's a teacher for you. That card is a teacher for you. And here's my life path card, a card I did not like. I'm like, <laughs> why can't I be the empress? Why can't I? So then um, I spent time with that card. And then 
something clicked for me. That card is the guru. The card is the teacher teaching traditional wisdom, not inventing something, but passing along knowledge, old knowledge that people can adapt or take or do whatever they will. They put their own stink on it, you know, but, um, when I saw that card as a teacher, at first I was like, I don't want to be a school teacher. And then I was a school teacher. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's me teaching magic. It's me teaching tarot. It's me showing people, okay, here are these tools that you can use to make your life amazing. And once, once I figured that out, I love that card now. I love that card. So same thing with tower card. Everybody hates the tower card. And I had, and uh, my, myself included, when I get to, when I used to get, when I was a teenager, <laughs> I got the tower card. In a reading, I was like, oh, you know, spending time with it. Well, how can I reconcile? When you have a, a rift or a conflict with anything, it's a place for spiritual expansion because then you can sit with it and go, all right, what does the tower card really mean? Ah, it's like Kali energy. It's like the, the universe clearing out what needs to go to make space for something else. I'm and down for that. I love that. And so when we talk about, um, you know, looking at that as a mirror, um, where would then your t- magic tools come into play? Like, when are you deciding that I'm going to, um, like, what is, I'm just thinking of of our listeners, some that may have never been familiar with some of these tools. Um, so where would you then, how did, how did the process for you go from, you know, introducing yourself um, to tarot and learning about that and then expanding into, like, all of these uh, practices from candle magic, mojo bags, like, you make so many things and you're an artist like how did that all evolve into each other well I think it's like a lot it's like um a little bit like a river how if you look at like the Mississippi River in in the beginning it's like a little trickling stream and then another stream joins it and another stream joins it and then it becomes this by the time it gets down to the delta it's this ginormous river right so all the little streams that lead into one stream are create each of us not just me everyone you can see the connections between everything that you do and as you start I think when you're young you can be very compartmentalized with your life okay this is my life in fact I was very compartmentalized with my life when I was young I'm like this is my life as a musician this is my life as an artist this is my life as a partner to someone this is my life as a mom this is my life as a whatever and you see all those different facets as maybe different personalities and different identities and being fearful of like oh my god if the people in my church know I read tarot cards are they gonna say I'm going to hell or whatever you know the you have those feelings of like I need to hide things and I'm a cancer so of course I hide everything right you know so um you know in that way I think you start to realize as you get older and older you you become more integrated maybe people do it younger when do you feel like you became fully integrated I'm still doing it you know (laughs) it's interesting because I love that you bring this up because that's been something this year that I have been consciously making an effort to own and like 
you know, it's like I have 15 years experience as a commercial photographer and director. And then it's like this year was like really stepping into like the gifts I have as a healer. And then also being scared like, oh, will that dilute this work that I've done and making up stories or people discrediting this work I've, you know, Mm -hmm. this or that. And then also with the podcast, it's so interesting um, because it all kind of intertwines and you realize like regardless of the expression of these different parts of yourself at the core of it they're all interconnected to root back to the same thing it's just a different expression exactly it's like a it's like if you look at a gem a, a, a faceted gemstone each facet is its own you know surface but they're all one gemstone and so you know, we, we say that that's a facet of someone. It, that's what they all are. And and I live a magical life. Everything I do is magical. Every single thing I do is magical. Everything I do is artistic. It's may, maybe not good art. <laughs> it's maybe not always high ceremonial magic or anything like that. But But when you start to see, oh, art is magic. Music is magic. Magic is art magic can be creative you know they, they all sort of blend together and so then then it's just you doing you living your life in a way that is authentic authentically you and so I just sort of wear lots of different hats <laughs> I'm writing a book doing art making music doing magic making candles and doing everything and but I like doing all those things you know I'm not a I'm I get bored if I get sit with a task for too long I love also the um the you know conscious effort in like continuing to push yourself um like you have your very successful um like hit tarot book that everybody should get I'll do links in the show notes but right now you're working on a isn't it candle magic book yeah so I'm in the middle of writing the Book of Candle Magic. The Book of Candle Magic. <laughs> it is really the Book of Candle Magic. That When I wrote my tarot book, I wrote the tarot book that wasn't out there that I wanted to be out there. Very welcoming, inclusive, easy, not, not you know, and definitely not A.E. Waits. Totally dense, undefinable, white, little white book, you know, which is, I think, I still think is kind of, hmm. But, um... The candle magic book I'm writing, every candle magic book that I know out there is like, oh, here's your recipe. Here's a spell for a prosperity spell. Here's how you, you know, take a green candle, do this, do that, do that. Um, but nobody tells you why. Nobody. T- so you're ending up going, okay, I got a recipe book. I can make the recipe, but I don't understand the principles. So I can never make my own recipe. I'm always going to be reliant on some recipe in a book. My book is breaking down the components of a spell so that you understand it. Why would I want a vigil candle versus a figural candle? Why would I want to use a honey jar spell versus a um, seven knob candle? Why would I want to use a green candle instead of a white candle? When do I start my candle? How long should I burn my candle for? All the questions. I got this book because these are the questions people ask me all the time. This is so exciting. Like, I, I, I'm so excited. So when is this book coming out? Next, um, it's coming out t- October 2020. So next Halloween. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. I'm like, I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's the difference between going to cooking school and 
having a recipe book. Mine is cooking school. It's going to teach you the techniques, the, the, the philosophies behind each of these components so that, and then also, okay, I've got all this information. Now what do I do with it? It breaks it down. I'm like, first think about this. Do you want this or do you want this? Then break it down. Okay. What, what is the goal of my spell? And then how do I integrate some things that support that goal? You don't have to do 20 things to support the goal. You only have to do a few. So maybe it's the color of the candle. Maybe it's the day of the week that you light the candle on. Maybe it's the shape of the candle. Three things, that's good enough. They all support your outcome. What does the word spell mean to you? Putting out a, well, here, spell really means spiel, spoken, narration, words. That's what a spell is, words. Literally, that word means saying something. So your spell can be a incantation of some kind. Now we add extra things to it. Why do we add extra things? Like, here's the thing I'll say. A, 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 very, a very practiced magician can make things move with their mind. Not literally like a 70s sci-fi movie. <laughs> I got very excited. It's like, uh, Pamina, can you please move these move candles around us? I'm still working on that one. I'm also still working on the spell where you twitch your nose and the house is clean. I haven't I, I, that one down yet. <laughs> but, um, so a very adept magician can focus their thought in a clear laser beam direction toward what it is that they want, and that's all they need to do. It's called wild magic. Jackie Smith, um, Jackie Smith's amazing witch. She coined this term, or I first heard it from her, wild magic. I'm like, ah, that's what I was doing as a kid. That's what we all do as a kid, focus on something. And then you manifest it. I love that. You know, when you said magician, um, I, are you familiar with Mystic Medusa? Mm, uh, yeah. Okay, so I've done several readings with her, and I remember in astrology, she said that I am the magician. Like, that's my, she's like, you're the you're magician. You're Mary's baby, you are the magician. Um, but I I remember, and I I'm, I should know this uh, while I'm talking to you, but I know my life path number is one. Yeah. So, but that's not, is that the magician? The magician, that's the oh. magician. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was this guy, I was like, but I don't think that what is yep. the... Yep, it's a magician. Oh, okay. And you're an Aries, which is very magician energy. It's very um, individualistic, fearless, confident. Confidence is a magician all the way. That magician represents that that adept magician that can say, as above, so below. I can dream it. I can create it. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Not for you, probably, but for everyone else in the world. You go this. You do this. I am going to manifest my perfect job. But manifest my perfect job. I'm visualizing this. But unemployment. Oh, but I'm so I'm too old. No one's gonna want to hire me. Oh, well, remember my last job and how terrible it was. What if I don't? What if I get a terrible? And then you go into this spiral of doubt. This you know, like looking with fear at the at the topic. So an adept magician is fearless, right? They don't look with fear. So this is normal. We do this. Everybody does it. It's the way our brains are wired. We go, oh, I want that thing. Oh, I can't have that thing. Right? So that's where these other things come in. The mojo bag, the candle, the written affirmation, the affirmations, anything. 
that we use to support our intention and our goal. Those are like, I, I say it's like this. Well, maybe not you, but a normal person <laughs> who isn't as, as confident as you walks into a party where they don't know anyone may have a different vibe than if they walk into the party with a group that they don't know anyone with a group of their friends, right? Everyone's going to feel more confident if you go into that party and you got three or four friends with you. Eh, it doesn't matter if I don't know anyone. I got my friends with me, right? That's what the candle is. That's what the mojo bag is. I love that. It's your support team for your magical intention because guess what? Guess what? Plants, tools, talismans don't have doubt. They Gemstones, they move in a clear direction. They don't go back and forth. So if we program a, a rose quartz for love, that rose quartz is going to go love, love, love. It's not going to go, you can have a lover. No, you can't have a lover. You can have, no, it's not going to go back and forth. Same thing with a candle. You, you're putting herbs and essential oils and things on your candle that go straight forward. They are going to keep you going when you go into that party and you're like, oh, I don't know anybody here. They're going to be like, it's cool. It's cool. We got this. We got you. Well, it. also, we'll too, I think um, this is just my personal opinion. Um, if, you know, you have that extra support with no doubt and, you know, when the outcome, I always like to think if the outcome isn't, you're either going to get the outcome you want or the lesson you needed. So even if you have those support elements around you and you in your human mind are thinking, I'm going to get this thing, but you don't necessarily manifest it exactly the way it is, I feel like then that's just the lesson you needed to then get even closer to that. Would yeah. you agree? Well, I would say this. I think that some the universe has one way of communicating with all of us and it's called i call it open door and closed door right i don't get hung up on the closed doors ever and and what i find is the less hung up you get on closed doors the more you flow right so here's an example let's say diana i'm going to throw an amazing party for you it's going to be and guess what we're going to throw it in a penthouse suite at a hotel you don't even have to clean up we're going to have all your friends there. We're going to have amazing music, amazing food, drinks, everything. It's going to be amazing. But we're going to play a little game. I'm going to give you the key to that hotel room. It's You know it's in the penthouse, so it's one of those rooms up there, right? What are you going to do? This is our game. You're going to find your party. What would you do? What would you do? Um, I would just kind of feel where I feel a pull. Okay. And then what would you do? I would listen to if anybody's in there. Well, they're very quiet because it's a surprise party. So then oh. what would you do? Um, <laughs> you got a key. I have the key. I would probably just go and try all the doors. Exactly. Yeah. You would try all the doors. So if you came to that first door and your key didn't unlock it, what would you do? I'd be slightly annoyed at first and then get in competitive mode of like, I'm going to find you. Yeah, you'd go to the next door, right? <laughs> the next right? Door. Would you sit and crumple down and cry at that door? Would you try and get a battering ram and bat batter down that door? No. no. No, because behind that door is, a, you know, a, an old naked guy. You don't want to see that, <laughs> right? Or maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like the door that clo is, remains closed has nothing behind it for you. It's not your party. So that's when, when you get a no from the universe, I'm just like, great, not my party. 
it's not my party. The less time I spend moaning and groaning about the loss of that or what I don't have, the faster I can move on to the next door, which may be my door. And if it's not that door, it's the next door. Eventually, I'm going to get there. So whether it's an amazing job, amazing lover, you know, financial abundance or whatever, you just keep going and don't stop. How important do you feel it is for um, when we're doing our spell magic infusion into our um, talismans, um, whether it's candles or mojo bags or crystals, how important do you feel it is for us to have a very clear intention and focus on one subject versus like, I want to find my life uh, purpose, my partner and a lot of money? Well, I think that having all of those going, you can have all of those going, but if you have, yeah, you can, you know, I feel like different talismans are better suited for different things and different candles. I wouldn't put all three spells into one candle. Do three different candles. Why not? And then you can focus each one in a way and customize each one in a way that is more appropriate to the thing. So, you know, it's like you have that friend that's a really good graphic designer and you have that friend that's a really good publicist, you're not gonna give the publicist the graphic designer job and vice versa. You're gonna have your friend that's really good with publicity help you with publicity and the friend that's good with graphics do the graphics. So the same thing with herbs and any kind of thing, herbs, gemstones, anything that we use as support, they're better suited to a certain job. Does it mean that if I put alfalfa that is a money herb on a love candle is that going to wreck my love spell no it's just not going to be the probably be the best tool for it it won't hurt it but it just won't be as strong and powerful and effective you know knowing a little bit about getting you know cunningham's book on on herbal encyclopedia you know that would be helpful just to know what i'm doing and where i'm going with it but so having different candles for different spells I think is good but then again do you need 50 candles for 50 different things I don't know you probably clump some of them together I mean like the job and abundance probably could be clumped together in one spell the love might be separate unless you want a sugar daddy or a sugar mama and then that can be probably lumped together with your abundance so as you're um sharing this I'm just thinking to maybe share with our listeners um I feel this will probably come out uh you know like, I mean, I can't believe it's already going to be November, like for the new year. Like if somebody wants to do, would you feel comfortable sharing like um, maybe some tips if somebody wanted to do, our listeners wanted to do a celebratory like candle for the new year? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, um, what's the importance of it being beeswax? Like why is beeswax so like, m- you know, important? Well, I'll talk to you about that. And um, yeah, I just, that just came to me like, you know, how can, and also the history of candle with like, you know, birthday candles. It's like, can you chuckle? Is this too, too yeah. many? Yeah, like, no. I just got so First excited. Let's talk about bees. Like, so okay. Let's talk about candles. Then we'll talk about Oh bees. my God, I want all the candles. <laughs> candles! If you don't like candles, stop listening. I don't know why I have an accent now. <laughs> so beeswax, let's talk about that. Um, first of all, when you, when you are doing magic, I believe get the best quality stuff that you can get because it it's like you got skin in the game number one you got skin in the game number two it's more magical sorry sorry paraffin fans out there paraffin is a byproduct of the oil industry it's full of chemicals when you light it it releases toluene and a benzene and a bunch of really bad chemicals which if you're burning one birthday candle and 
NBD, you know? But if you're burning, like me, a bank of candles, I'll tell you something. With, with fragrances and um, paraffin, my lungs were hurting. You should have, if you're burning a paraffin candle, definitely have ventilation. And if you're burning more than one, uh, no. That's what about soy thing. candles? Soy candles are good, but soy industry is also an industry that is not, um, I mean, if you're vegan and you don't want to have any bee, bee products, I suppose soy is like the next best thing, but soy is also, you know, got its issues too. And there's pesticides that they use on soy, crazy Roundup, crazy oh, wow. Roundup that they use on soy. And so you're, you know, you're going to get some of that pesticide probably in your candle. They don't use pesticides on beeswax. It's not, you know, it's not part of the, of the process. So that just in a sort of health way, I think that's the first thing I'm a real, um, I'm a real advocate of like beeswax clarifies your air. It cleans your air. It doesn't, the, if you have a smoky candle, obviously there's smoke, you got to trim your wick, but beeswax burning with a trimmed wick is clean, the cleanest thing you can do. So that's the first thing. Second thing, remember I said, you're going to bring your friends to the party. Uh, beeswax one ounce of beeswax is created by one million trips to flowers. So with one ounce of beeswax, you have the energy of the bee. You have the energy of the flowers. <clears throat> All of that energy going in concentrated in that beeswax. So now you are bringing your most fabulous friend to the party. You are really bringing something that is energetically juicy. Third thing about beeswax. When we buy beeswax products, we're supporting beekeepers because they aren't going out in the woods and finding this beeswax. It's beekeepers that are making the, you know, processing the beeswax. When you support bees, beekeepers, beekeepers are totally about keeping bees alive and thriving, right? So colony collapse disorder is, a, is something that is being now turned around, thankfully, but it's the beekeepers that are doing that. So when you're supporting an industry that supports life on earth as we know it when you're buying beeswax. So how many levels of like goodness do we want to get That's into? That's a really, gr <laughs> I'm so happy that you're sharing that because I've even thought about that unsure, like with beeswax, oh, is that bad for the bees? You know, and I just love that you shared that because yeah. it's really showing the, the ripple effect of support for all beings. Yeah. And bees are not just, there's a sort of myth that bees are destroyed when beeswax is processed and it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. Why would a beekeeper destroy their bees to get beeswax? It's idiotic and doesn't make sense. So they're, they're, there may be a bee that dies here and there, you know what I mean, in the process. I mean, that's if you've done any beekeeping, you know, it's like sometimes you take a thing out and you might squish a bee, you know, that happens. But in terms of the colony, the whole unit of the bees, they're not destroying the bees to get the beeswax because that's, it's like destroying your, you know, milk cow, you know, so you won't get any more milk. So, um, so anyway, so bees, I'm a very, very big advocate of beeswax. I, I'm, you know, I, I think it is the best wax you can get. It's, there's other waxes, the really rare waxes that you can get that are good. Bar, um, Bayberry wax is very good, but extremely expensive. 
Um, palm wax is terrible because they're destroying the palm trees, so it's an environmental. Is disaster. that also like coconut wax? Coconut wax, yeah. So coconut wax is not good. Yeah, the that's palm. Wax oh, okay, is, same. Is that yeah, same thing? And then um, uh, uh, soy wax is fine, but soy wax they use pesticide in soy, so I would not. I'm not too keen on it. And plus, soy wax is very soft wax, so it can only be in jars. It can't be in molded form. So, and paraffin is just dirty wax it's just a it's a it's a it's the garbage it's the industrial waste from oil petroleum processing that's what paraffin is wow yeah so is that what you see a lot of other when you see a lot of magic can candles that's what a lot of them are made out Every of one of those silk screened uh, vigil candles mm -hmm. you know that you see at the grocery store the botanica or whatever they're all paraffin it, like I said, if you're burning one, you're probably not putting your health at risk. But I'm burning, you see here, I'm burning 24 at a time, 24 plus at a time. So that is too, and, and I was feeling the effects of burning paraffin. So wow. I just said, I'm not burning paraffin anymore. So, Wow, I love, I've always loved... Um, your beeswax candles. Mm -hmm. I always was like, oh, this is a special treat. Um, you know, and I just... I definitely, I've, I've worked with de many of your different candles. Like I've worked with the figures, um, I've worked with the in glass. Um, and even when I've, you know, gotten the figurine candles or, or put my own, you know, herbs and oils and whatnot on my, dressing my own candles, I still really love yours the most. Like it just feels like the Supreme. Uh, <laughs> like, it's a I mean, it's definitely, they're, much more pricier because it's not some industrial waste that you're burning but um but it's like if you really want that thing why wouldn't you invest in that thing like invest in your spell it doesn't even have to be like i'm not like you need to spend a hundred dollars on a spell you don't you can get a small beeswax candle and have a great spell you know you can do a, a taper candle and have a great spell so it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing but i think why not instead of having 20 paraffin candles which i see paraffin candles out there that are 25 dollars i'm like are you kidding me it costs them a buck to make that if that i mean that wax is two cents and then the jar is 50 cents you know and that you know it's like i'm like oh god and then it's just garbage so it's my opinion. I'm sure there's people out there like, no, you're wrong, but this is my opinion. Well, I love that you share that. And to know that when we're getting beeswax candles, we are supporting um, the beekeepers, which is then supporting the bees and, you know, having this, um, you know, the cycle and yeah. not, you know, just being wasteful it's and harmful to our it's health. It's a renewable resource. You're not chopping down a palm tree. You're not destroying anything. The bees make the wax. They do, the wax... If you leave a beehive alone, the wax will just deteriorate at some point anyway. It's not like they're they need the the bees need the wax or any you know it's all it's a it's a renewable resource. So, um, so it's like the, I think it's the the a, an amazing tool, an amazing supportive tool, and you bringing those friends to your magical party, you're bringing an amazing friend to your magical party. Let's talk about candles in all over the world. I said I did my first candle magic when I was a toddler. I went to Catholic, my was Catholic, went to Catholic church with my parents. My sister would say let's put a light a candle in church, make a wish. That's candle magic. That is candle magic. 
in, in Jewish, um, you know, on the Shabbat candles at home that the mom of the Jewish family lights at home. Candle magic. Birthday candles. Candle magic. It's all candle magic, you know? So the every fire magic is before pre-history. You know, it's pre-written history that we as humans would see fire as magical. Fire was magical. Fire transformed humanity. When we learned to control and master fire, we were then able to stay in colder climates because we could have a fire to keep us warm. We were able to cook food. We were able to, um, it, was, it was a transformative thing beyond the printing press, beyond the internet, beyond any of these leaps that have happened in technology. The, the control of fire was a huge technological leap for humans. No, I don't think there's any other animal that controls fire, although probably ravens do. <laughs> it's too bloody smart. I'm like pre-mortal dragon self. <laughs> so, um, so fire magic, to, to have this element that's really a very alive thing, you know, like air, alive, fire, alive, water is alive too, earth is alive too, but fire is alive in its very own special way. So that fire magic goes back beyond. When then, of course, candles really weren't a thing until, um, you know, it was kind of during the Renaissance, if you were very wealthy, kind of during the 1700s, if you were very wealthy, 1800s, if you were wealthy. More often, people had lamps, oil lamps, if you look back through history. So, but, but it was still a control of fire. So, you know, having that candle magic and lighting a lamp and lighting a Hanukkah candle or like, you know, it's all magic. It's all putting an intention out there, making a ritual, doing something, whether you do it because you're saying a prayer or you're putting an incantation on it. doesn't matter. It's all magic. So I love that so much. Do you want to talk about New Year's? Yes, I do. I'm so excited. You have like so much amazing information. I'm like, I'm like, oh, and go, Pamita. That's so exciting. <laughs> I'm like, my little kid self is just like, so like, I feel like I'm, you know, did you ever see, it's like so cheesy, wonderful. Do you remember that, um, that movie, The Worst Witch? No. Oh my god, it's so cheesy. Who's the actor? Uh, I just saw Hocus Pocus this year. Oh my god. Oh really? Oh my gosh, it's so bad so, cheesy. I am not very up on my witch popular culture. Oh my god, I'm like my little kid. I'm like, oh my god, I would have. I just had a. When you were talking, I just feel like when I was little, it's so funny. If I knew the things I knew when I was little, now, like when I was little, I used to play witches all the time with my friends. I always wanted to have green hair. <laughs> I always sent my friends out during recess to like collect. Well, it's so funny. Like you're you, gonna you sent them out because they were the flying monkeys. Yeah, like I you... sent them out to like collect things for our spells, and like I just I just can imagine. Well, because you have a history uh, as you were a teacher, like uh, too. So I just imagine like being a little kid, like listening to you t- story time. <laughs> I, about, about, I just I was just like, like you're such a great storyteller. Oh. I, I always wanted to be the teacher in here. Potter, not the kids. Oh my god, you're totally (laughs) Harry Potter. Like, I'm in Hogwarts right now. I'm in the, like, you know, teacher's room right now at Hogwarts. You're getting tutoring. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Okay, so now I distracted myself from my own conversation. (laughs) Jeez. Okay, we're talking about New Year's. New Year's spell. New Year's spell. This is one of those spells that you can do everything all, you know, um, 
Molokotani stew of all your wishes. So you're setting out an intention of what you want to manifest through the year. That's a great spell to bring in everything in the kitchen sink, right? Here's something I love. So I do spirit... I do have a spirit guide council. I talk to my spirit guides. I talk to other people's spirit guides. And my spirit guides teach me all the time. And they show me things. It's amazing. I've got a teacher spirit guide in particular. She teaches me everything. So we go into a little cave and she shows me everything. So um, so in um, when you're trying to do a manifestation, I like to pull in numerology, right? There's a super magical number for manifestation, which you probably cannot guess. 21, 21. So 21 is a magical number numerologically because two plus one equals three, which is the number of creation. But 21 is also three times seven. Seven is the number of like divine connection. So what are we doing if you look at like the Kabbalah and the tree of life, when we're trying to do a manifestation, we're trying to, or even the magician card on the tarot, we're trying to pull it down from way up there and bring it down here to earth, right? 21 is that number. 21 is that number of pulling something down from above and bringing it down here to my reality. So for New Year's, make a list of 21 things that you want to manifest for the new year. Write it on paper. Commit to it. Your 21 most important things. You can't write 22. Don't limit yourself to three. Put 21. Treat yourself. Put 21. Take that list. Um, there's a lot of things you can do. It's a petition paper now. When you made that list. You can um, put it away somewhere in your home. You could, like a, a nice place to put it would be in a drawer or a box or underneath your mattress. Some place you kind of tuck it away and set it and forget it. You could light it on fire and spread the ashes out into the universe to go like that spell going out there, kind of ritualistically. You could dissolve that paper in water and then pour the water into a living body of water. Um, there's... You know, you, you fold it toward you because you want it to come to you, and then you do with it what you will. And that would be like a beautiful, simple, no-cost thing to do, which is powerfully manifesting. I like the version of it for myself where you don't destroy the paper. Yeah, I'm like, I, I want to look at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's something quite powerful as a magician in seeing your progress. It confirms for you that you're doing it because you, little baby Aries, I know how you are. You're in the moment. You are so beautifully can teach everyone about living in the moment. You're here, present in the moment, and looking forward to the future with eagerness. Yay! I can't wait to manifest that thing, right? Totally. Yay! <laughs> you're the little baby, little baby goat, right? Cute little baby goat. So um, as, you, as you are manifesting, we can be in the present like, oh, I don't have that thing that I want. And we, and we can feel the longing for that thing. And then we do our magic and then we get the thing and we're like, yeah, I got it. But then it becomes kind of like um, when you get into a hot bath, you, at first the bath is really hot. And then like two or three minutes into it, you're like, oh, it's fine, right? So like the amazing job that you really, 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 really wanted and then you get the job. And then you're like in the job and it's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, 
it's not exciting anymore. Or the relationship. I really, really, really want that relationship. And then you get a relationship. It's fine. It's fine. It's not exciting because it's not new, you know? But that looking back at what you wanted will take you on a little time travel back to when you longed for that thing. So one of the one of the most amazing exercises I think that people can do when they want to learn to be a magician or be a manifester, do a gratitude journal. Do a gratitude journal. You write a list of the things that you appreciate, or every day you write two pages, a list of the things that you appreciate in your life right now, and then you write a list of the things that you don't have right now, but you write them as if they're already here. Oh my gosh, I love my amazing boyfriend. You don't have a boyfriend now, but you are acting as if. It's amazing for manifesting. It sets an intention. It sets that thought. It puts it out in the world, and you start. But the crazy thing about that process, the best thing about that process, I think, is when you go back and you look at what you wanted, and you're like, got that, did that, manifested that, and you start to see how damn good you are at manifesting, how damn good you are. And you can, and the, the remembering of the longing for it when you didn't have it, it, it will give you the confidence of knowing how amazing a magician you are. And have like deep gratitude for that. I love that that list becomes your desires and then quickly shifts to your gratitude. Yeah. What? So speaking of gratitude, wouldn't it be wise then um, if we're doing a list of 21 things to speak it as if we've already received it. That would be a great thing to do. You know, I don't think it's a required thing to do. I think people get You know, a you have a bunch fussy. of super students that yeah, are going to be listening to this. Yeah. Well, so I they think... they want to do the best that they can. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's I I'm very I'm a very lax teacher in the sense that I go there's lots of you know there's there's lots of ways to approach something. Do whatever feels good. Exactly. So some people are like I want to put it in I don't think there's anything wrong with saying I want something or I desire something. I don't have the phobia about that. Some people are very phobic about like you must write it as if it's already here. I think there's value in writing it if it's already here. But if what if writing it that it's already here makes you feel, oh, I don't have it, then I don't think it's helpful. You have to also be enter, uh, emotionally on board with that. Totally. I like, I think for me personally, I prefer uh, desire versus want. Yeah. I think, I, I think, you know, the like... I desire versus I want. I don't or you can even make a list that has no verb in it at all. You oh, I like that. that. Where you it's can like... go, an amazing boyfriend, an amazing job, good health, um, a million dollars, or whatever. So could so okay so everybody okay so everybody's made their list of twenty one things. They're mm-hmm. super jazzed about it. They're also super jazzed about supporting um, the beekeeping industry. <laughs> so like, is there like, can we? Would that make it like sort of that that twenty one um, intention on crack? If we put like some you know candle magic on top of that, if we had our because it's I just want to remind our listeners when we do that list of intentions, that's also is what is called a petition. Yeah. Correct? Yes. So petition paper is any paper where you're writing out. Petition is asking for something. That's what a petition is, right? So um, when you're asking for something, you're making a petition paper, you're asking for something from the universe, from God, from, you know, whoever. Goddess, whoever you want to ask. 
I just like to say spirit. I have a question that just came uh-huh. up. I know I interrupted myself with you. Um, so <laughs> if somebody's doing their list for the new year, but let's say they've already done a spell previously, and it's sort of, you know, an extension, you know, they're working on this thing, calling this thing in, does that end up like, you know, not canceling out, but does that end up, you know, that doesn't, there's no, no harm in I that. I would call it canceling out because you're, your intention, it, the spell for the new year is like, what do I want to manifest for this year is the focus of the spell, right? The focus of the petition. What is it, the 21 most important things I'd like to manifest for this year? And then putting those down, you know, putting down those things on paper is not going, if you did a spell for prosperity and you wrote down, I want prosperity, it's not going to be canceling it out which one of your candles um would you put on top of your petition because i'm looking at all of uh, you have so many do you have a new year's candle you can do you know what's great for new year's an open rose candle i was no joke i'm not trying to be oh, like shoot. like i should have not said it i should have said what do you think i literally was looking at i was like looking at because uh, just for our listeners um you know pamita does uh um, candle magic for her clients where you tell you you essentially write the petition for you tell them what you want in the no is that wrong what happens is um, you can what people have me do candle spell for them now why do I do that because sometimes people can't burn a candle in their house um, either because their landlords have stipulated that or they have family members that are like what are you doing what kind of evil are you doing or they do want to do their work secretly or they don't feel confident and they and they know like why would you hire a root worker like well i'm an advocate for teaching people why do i also offer it if i'm teaching people it's because sometimes people have a life circumstance where they can't burn a candle and sometimes they're burning a candle at home and i'm supporting that candle like giving extra boost to it but when you have someone do a candle for you that is experienced i'm not going to get in the way of it when i do a true love candle i'm not going <laughs> maybe he doesn't like me anymore I'm not doing that I'm like this is going to work I'm 100% I'm 100% focused on it working and I don't have any because I don't have any yeah ego about it well know? so for our listeners so what she was just talking about she has like 24 candles behind her she's burning for um, clients and they are they're covering like everything and it's funny because when we're talking about New Year's I kept looking at the open roads um candle and I was thinking like okay if you have all these things that could encompass all of these different you know what would that candle represent for the our 21 things and so I was looking at open roads so I feel very um like gold star uh student <laughs> that job. you said oh, yes I'm a winner <laughs> and then if some so I'm gonna do a link in our show notes um because everybody can get these candles online mm-hmm. and um and also too like um, you can call me out, but I think like, so I just said open road. So clearly that's the one I'm going to want. But if somebody goes on your website and sees a listing for a different candle and they feel drawn to that, get that one. Yeah, exactly. There's no, like if they're, if the focus is, you know, a bit more specific, like maybe all my, my focus of my new year is I really want, um, to clean up and have a really like I feel like that 2019 was horrible and I really want to have a nice fresh clean start you might want to do an energetic purification or maybe my whole goal is to have love this year then you know get a new romance candle or whatever so you can get more specific but an open roads candle is a really lovely candle that has if you're going to have 21 different things it's perfect because it really clears the way in a very gentle way for everything to come to you easily quickly 
in, in a positive way. So it's like if you're putting out a lot of different intentions and open roads, it's like, yeah, I want all my good stuff to come to me and come to me easily. It's, it's a perfect one. I you're love. so smart. I, oh, yay. And I'm just thinking, too, because, you know, um, I'm recording this. You know, I feel intuitively to have this, you know, uh, post this uh, podcast before the new year, obviously, so our listeners can have. But for, um, you know, I think what I feel would be so nice before doing that is an end of year, um, you know, now that we're getting into like fall winter season, like a gratitude, um, you know, of just like closing out the year 2019 with grace Mm -hmm. um, before we're ready to, you know, do open road. Do you have a gratitude candle? I don't have a gratitude candle, but I should have a gratitude candle. Oh. Winka, winka, winka. She's going to have one soon. Oh, my gosh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to, I need a bunch, there's a bunch of, see, everything is kind of like, there's a series. There's a candle, there's an oil, there's a sachet powder. We're getting sachet powders Oh, I love that. There's all kinds of tools, and each one has its family of, like, the true love family, the new romance family. So, um... There's new families coming up, but a gratitude one would be amazing. I would love a gratitude one. Well, if we wanted to make our own little gratitude one with a little, like, let's say we get a little tea light beeswax candle. I mean, we can just put into that candle, like, is there an oil or anything that would associate with gratitude? Let me think about that. Well, you know, we're making your new candle right now together. I mean, there is no no oil blend that would be that because that would be in that family. But you could make an oil or um, use an oil of any kind and then put uh, what I would put on it would be powdered allspice and powdered benzoin because those are both about um, feelings of happiness, feelings of contentment, cacao powder you know cocoa powder would also be good too just a little tiny pinch you don't want to put this is the thing that drives can i just say yeah do it yeah yes (laughs) do it do it it. spill the tea my pet peeve pet peeves of candle magicians candles with a bloody um pile of leaves on top of them kid if you put a bunch of herbs that look gorgeous like i see these on etsy all the time they got amazing mounds of herbs on top that all is going to turn into soot and smoke because it's all adulterants and it's all as you burn your candle it's going to start a it's going to create a disaster it's going to create soot and smoke on your candle which is a false negative reading then because it's not the negative Mm -hmm. issue of the spell it's that you had a bunch of leaves on there and when you get down to the bottom, because those leaves are sort of protected by the wax, but then as the wax gets down to the bottom, all that leaf and sticks and all that stuff is down at the bottom, can catch on fire and crack your glass. And then you're like, oh, I'm cursed. Oh my God, it burned black and my thing broke and all of that stuff. And, and nine times out of 10, more than nine, 99 times out of 100, it's too many herbs. It's too much stuff on top of your candle. So be be very sparing with you don't more herbs does not equal more magic more power you only need a touch a touch of oil a touch of a little pinch of allspice a little pinch of cacao powder a little pinch of benzoin powder that's all you need you do not need they're gorgeous when they're not lit but but for magical candles mm -mm. 
And I see it all the time. These, I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, I see candles with plastic animals in them for crying out loud. I'm like, really? That? I'm laughing because I've totally been, um, you would have like smacked me with a ruler. Like I've totally been someone in the past. I remember there's like a candle I got excited about getting because it was so beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. But it was like, it like smoked up a lot. And then I was like reading into it for my stick. Cause I was like, uh, exactly. like that's the problem mm-hmm. is that you have, you, you have to burn a lot of candles to sort of know what's normal. First of all, I do candle readings for clients. So they burn a candle at home and they're like, what happened? And then they show me pictures and I do that. I, I also love, um, at this, I have one more question. It's like my mind's like competing, which task next? Um, but to take a step back really quick for the gratitude, if, so until you have your um, your uh, magical um, gratitude beeswax candles in the glass um, made, is there a shape? Because you also have the beeswax um, free form different yeah. shapes. Is there a certain shape that somebody could buy that from your site that we could use for oh, gratitude? Yes, I what I would recommend most most that really would be perfect. There's a treasure chest. <gasps> It's a treasure chest candle that I am gaga over. There's also an Aladdin's lamp candle, which would be good if you wanted to do the, like your wishes for the new year. Oh, that could be good also beside, you know. But the treasure chest is like my treasure. What is it that I'm grateful for? It's, it's like opening up your treasure. It's it's such a beautiful candle. Okay. So let's say we get the treasure chest candle and oh my gosh, I just thought before we do the 21, um, gratitude for, I mean, a list for what we want for 2020 to do a 21 list of gratitude for the treasure chest as a petition. Oh, that's so nice. And so, so we could get the beeswax, um, treasure chest and then sprinkle a little cacao sprinkle a little allspice and then what was the other one benzoin benzoin, benzoin. is um it sounds like a... oh i got a bug bite put some <laughs> i don't know that's what it sounds like to me. Benzoin. <laughs> um, benzoin is a um is a, a tree sap it's a um uh resin you know like, okay. like frankincense copal, okay all of those benzoin has a beautiful smell it smells like vanilla it's just the most lovely smell um so Benzoin is used in spells. It can be used in spells for love. It can be used in spells for prosperity. But it has a special quality, which is it, it is an uplifter. So I'm I'm picking those three herbs because they're uplifting herbs. And then I love that gratitude. We want to support more things to be grateful. So for. we burn our treasure chest, which has no glass around it for our listeners. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's it a looks, molded. It's a molded chest. Uh, treasure chest. And so once it's done burning, I know you know we're gonna your book is going to be I cannot wait for your book to like totally geek out on I know you're going to explain all the meanings of the way candles burn and the interpretation but let's say we burn our candle it's done what do we do with the wax when it's done I love that question um one of my favorite things about beeswax is that it is um it's such a lovely medium it's just a lovely medium you can take that beeswax which you cannot do with paraffin you can't really do it with other waxes because they're but beeswax is really special. You can take your remains, like your remnants. I'm looking, I'm pointing right now to some freestanding candles that are sitting here on the table. Take a hair dryer, soften it up, or your heat of your hands, depending on how cold it is outside. You can soften it up and form it into a talisman. Now you're taking the energy of that candle spell that you did and continuing to carry it on. You can take that talisman and put it on your altar, 
You can put it in a mojo bag. You can hide it away somewhere. Or you could put it next to your open roads when you do that. Exactly. Or whatever your New Year exactly. candle is. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. And then um, people, just so our listeners know, so even if they're burning their own candle and they wanted, like, let's say they get a free form candle, they can send you, like, a picture of that to interpret. Can they send a picture for you to interpret for yes. them? So if you, um, candle interpretation is basically a 15-minute session per spell. So, like, if you did a spell with, like, one main candle and three support candles, you only need a 15-minute session for that. But if you burned a candle for your gratitude and a candle for your wishes for the new year, those are two different spells, and so you book 30 minutes. So we talk about like the direction the wax is flowing, how the wax is flowing, um, what do I see in terms of, um, you know, how the candle burns. So people, when they want to do this, I recommend that they take pictures of their candle as it's burning, if it's doing anything weird. Oh, it's making this weird shape, or the flame is really high, or, or the flame is going out. Um, then show me the pictures we'll talk about it in our session it's a remote session you don't have to bring the candle you can show it to me on video or you can take pictures of it as it's going and then what if it's for example if if it's a i'm gonna just use myself as an example so this was beginning of this year um i had done an abundance prosperity like i had a green candle uh, one of your beeswax candles and i had it in a glass and the way it burned um it was so thick around the walls and a clear hole down and i remember i think in one of your instagram um sessions which if you guys aren't following her you like have to so much great info I remember, call me out if I'm wrong, but that that meant that like somebody was in the way. Yeah. And it was very, something was in the way. And it was very interesting because I didn't, I wasn't consciously aware of it at the time, but it wasn't till like a couple months later that I realized it was actually a person blocking me. Um, So as far as like, you know, we, if let's say we did gratitude, why don't we keep that as a talisman? Now, like, I don't want the wax from that candle because I know that person's blocking me and it represents. Like, what would you do with the wax then? Oh, you can dispose of the wax, but I wouldn't look at it as necessarily a bad thing. It's like when we would do a candle reading, we just look and it's like checking in to see what our next steps are. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, well, you, you know, if you had all those walls up on your candle, then the next step is to do a road opener or a block buster. Got it, yeah. So it's not that your prosperity spell didn't work, but what more do we need to do? It's like if you go to a doctor and you have a whole bunch of problems going on, let's address the most immediate one. Oh, the gunshot wound. Let's address that first. Yeah. Then we'll work on your uh, broken tooth, you know, we'll work on that later. So it's like in that situation, it just, it isn't, it isn't a scary thing. You know, like when I see a quote, bad candle burn, I'm just like, okay, that tells us our next step. If you've got a big smoky candle, I don't know if I have any, yeah, like this one. Oh yeah, that's smoky. It's a little smoky. It's not the worst. You know, she's, this person's probably got some, you know, it's a glass candle. It's got some smoke about a third of the way down. Not heavy, heavy, but you know, black enough. I'd say, okay, this person needs to do some cleansing work around this topic. And so now we do a cleansing candle or they take a cleansing bath or, you know, we do something to remove that negativity. It's no big deal. This is the thing people worry about. 
people worry about curses. <gasps> I got a curse on me. I got a curse on me. I'm like, it's like stepping in dog poop. <laughs> if you step in dog poop and then walk all around your house and don't clean it off your shoe, it's a damn big problem. That's a horrible problem. But curses are the easiest thing in the world to clean up. It's like, oh, I stepped in a dog poop. I wash off my shoe. That's why you want to be aware and do either preemptive cleansing. Just, I don't know, but I'm going to do a cleanse. Or you do, you just be aware. Like if something turns and goes wrong, I'm going to get on it now to do some kind of spell work to, to cleanse that situation. Whether it's a cleansing candle, a bath whatever do you feel that when we are doing our intentions and candle magic that there's power in including making it a bigger group having several people versus yourself if you have people that you are confident in yeah whether it's a reader or a brute worker or a coven if you're confident in those people and you trust those people, I mean, I think there's a level of trust that has to happen, you know, you don't want, uh, but if let's say you are with family during the holidays oh, and yeah. you're like, we're going to do a family magic spell. Yeah. And would then, so I'm going to just use myself as an example and stop talking about like third person. So if I want, um, cause now I'm excited about it. So I have my family visiting me and now I'm thinking like, what a lovely like thing that would be if I had everybody do their 21 things, but then we would each need our own candle to represent or ourselves. One candle, one for, the candle whole for the whole Why family. I mean, yeah. It could be one candle for the whole family. There's a beautiful thing. You know, the holidays are such a great time because you're getting together with family, friends and everybody. Um, I have an article I'm going to put up as we get closer to the holidays, but I have had it up before, but I'm, I, I moved my blog over to a different thing and now I'm doing different stuff, but I'm going to put it back up. You can make mold cider or mold wine a magic potion. Oh my God, tell me. I want to make it now for tomorrow. Hello, hello. <laughs> what are you doing when you make mold cider and you make mold wine? You are adding herbs to a liquid. Apples are pretty magical, and wine is magical. So can we just do, like, apples? So uh, off the top of my head, I always love a apple cider with uh, slices of oranges and cinnamon yes. and star anise. So cinnamon is great for heating. You learn If you learn what herbs are, every herb in your cupboard has a magical purpose. Will you have that in your book, like explanation of all the different herbs? Yes, I do. Oh, I have, so I have it underneath in the appendix. I've been working on that boring part of it to the last day I was working on that part which is like oh it's not writing it's just organizing but um if you look at there's different topics and then the herbs that are listed well a lot of those herbs are herbs that are in your cupboard so here's what you put in mulled wine or mulled cider allspice cinnamon sticks star anise cardamom those are all magical herbs those are all magical herbs allspice happiness money, prosperity, cinnamon, heating up a situation in a positive way, so making things move, um, heating up love, heating up uh, prosperity and abundance. You can use that heating up luck. That's cinnamon. Um, cardamom for love, love, having love in your life, nice romantic relationships. Star anise, opening up your psychic abilities, your dream work, your spiritual connection. So you you create that potion like a little witch over your stove stirring it putting that you know you could put it with um stirring it clockwise for your magic and and saying the wishes of that you want everyone to drink this to have in their life 
the blessings that you I want them to have. I love that. And then you can tell everybody, hey, I'm giving you this. It's a magic potion for your happiness this year. Oh, my God. I'm totally to do that now. That's <laughs> coming over. I love the idea, too, of... Um, I'm having a bunch of friends coming over this oh, week. Cloves and cloves another one, too, for friendships. That's a great one for friendships. Which and is cloves? Clove. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I love side. that so, so much. So look up a mold. Here's what you do. Here's how you do it. Go on. Look up a mold spice, a spiced wine, a mold wine, or a mold cider recipe. Look at the herbs that they have on there. And then go to my website and look at what those herbs mean because I have a definition oh, of what you do have it on it. Oh, my gosh. I love so it. So if you look up allspice on my site, which I sell allspice, but, yeah, you got it in your cupboard. It's, you know. But look at what it means up on my site, and then you'll know what it, you can use it for in your spell. So we can also, listeners can also, um, I'm like, we, me and my friends listening, um, can go to your website to also purchase different herbs. Mm-hmm. That's I've got, great. I've got dozens and dozens and dozens everything from the basic ones but organic and wild crafted yes um to uh obscure ones weird ones i love that because i was gonna ask um i've been in your site many times but i just i guess i wasn't like thinking about herbs so i didn't really see it but i love that because it's just especially knowing how much um you know how thoughtful your process is and and getting the best quality items and knowing it's coming from a good place and and all that is so important so i love that that's another whole other element about candles when we think about candles when you get the um cute little figural candle at your corner botanica it's i'll tell you where those come from a factory in china where someone is paid about 50 cents a day they don't care about magic they're working at a factory so you don't it's and it's paraffin you don't have the it's it's a blank substrate you don't have any magic inherent in the candle it's just a thing an object you can put your magic in it you can put your magic into a plastic ring it's so interesting because i used to be super into scented candles like i mean Especially, like, I lose my mind over anything that's like, hey, I'm in a wooden forest and Mm -hmm. there's a fire going on the corner, you know? Um, And I've noticed this last year or two, I have only been really having candles for, um, you know, magic purposes or, you know, I'm like, everybody thinks I'm trying to woo them when they come over to my place because I'm like little candles like everywhere. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, But I've been like the even the scent of candles I used to love are like too much for me like I don't like it so for um I'm actually asking for myself so outside of candle magic if we're wanting to get these wax candles and we like the scented aspect of it couldn't we just like anoint it with oils that we like the sense of well it won't it won't make a scent yeah so it won't make you a have scent. to have to make a scented candle you have to add fragrance concentrated fragrance so um, my workaround for that would be burn incense. That's what I've been burning yeah. totally. And it actually satisfies um, that. How long does it take? Um, you can really feel the love and effort and thoughtfulness that goes into each one of your candles. How long does it take um, the process to create one of these candles? Well, we mold them. I mean, the molded candles, um, we pour them and then the, they have to cure overnight. And then the next day we demold them. And then um, flatten the bottoms, trim the wicks, and get them ready to go. So it takes a day for candles. But 
our problem is we're, we're, we're confronting that now is that we have a lot of candles that there's only one mold, so we can only make one a day. Oh. And then people are like, I want six heart candles. And we're like, well, it's going to take six days. What about the ones in the glass? No, those are just poured, and then they have to cure overnight. So they take they take um, just one day. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you definitely can feel the the process each step of, yeah. you know, yeah. where it's coming from. Is there, um, do you still feel like delighted and surprised with the results of burning candles? Myself, for myself? Yeah. I barely burn a candle for myself. Like you were saying, are these all for yourself? I go, well, there's one candle I'm burning right Oh, now we should myself. burn one for you today when we're done. <laughs> I know. Let's you know. burn one for you. <laughs> Let's do it. I love You're it. so cute. Um, it's like, it's, it's funny because I do it for clients all the time. Um, I do do candles for myself once in a while, and I am, um, but it's like maybe I'll do like three a year. I'm very, I like to do all kinds of magic and candle magic isn't the only kind of magic. It's the one, it's the interesting one. Here's the interesting thing about candle magic. It is a process. So when you're doing magic for a client, you can show them the process. Here's your candle before, here's the empty container. This proves that I did the focused intentional work on what you wanted. We could do a spell for somebody where I'm just like, meditating, focusing, thinking, but how do I show that to a client? There's no way to show it. And when there's no way to show it, then there's doubt that did she even do it with good reason. There are scammy people out there that are like, oh, I'm going to do a spell for you. Okay. What are you going to do? Oh, it's secret. Okay. How do I know you did it? You have to trust me. Yeah. And then that'll be a thousand dollars. Yeah, totally. There's people that take advantage. Well, what I love is even the tips you've shared, um, you know, during our discussion is, you know, they can do it themselves yeah. or they can ask for help. You have all the options all there. The options. So what would you say is your greatest challenge right now? In, in what? In it, what at first thought, right thought, anything. <laughs> first is I've got so many irons in the fire. I'm like the guy in the 10 of wands. I got so many things going. So I feel sometimes overwhelmed, but then I do the, intentional work to not feel overwhelmed like oh it's all gonna work out it's all gonna be okay so I think for me it's I have an Aries midheaven all right so let's talk about midheaven and Aries mine's cancer <laughs> mine is Aries That's that is so funny um your midheaven is like your career what is Aries about I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this I'm gonna try this follow through I thank God for my my assistants, Marlene and Iris and Bridget, because if it weren't for them and all my friends and all my mastermind group and everybody that's around me, because they keep me continuing and following up and finishing things, because I'm great at starting things, great at ideas. My, my right-hand woman is Marlene, and I say to her, if I ever come up with an idea and you don't like it, just don't say anything because the next day I'll have a new idea and I'll be forgotten. <laughs> so I love one. that. You know what I'm talking that about, That is right? so funny. I know that. And it's so interesting because you are you have a cancer son. My midheaven um, is like... It, it, it's like direct it's like cancer and my moon is like they're all like like direct okay. wow. so it's like midheaven cancer moon and can- like right my moon is on my midheaven yeah and so like i know for me what i makes you magical you know oh thank you uh, magical but also that i have to 
really feel emotionally connected to all the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Or like it won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that because I totally see you when you're talking about the Aries. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, wake up, wake up. I'm like, wake, 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 wake. Yeah, like I have a podcast myself that has been sitting there in kind of <laughs> hibernation for a year and a half because I haven't gone back to do it, even though I want to do it. It's just I don't have time. I'm but you book. already, I'm but couldn't you just make what you're recording for your YouTube and everything into just save that and upload I could, that? Good, but then I think it's not the same thing. That the 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 whole thing with the YouTube thing. The, so the Q and A, I do a live Q and A on YouTube. It's every Sunday. Anybody can come. It is not a salesy thing. It's not a. It's it's a lovely time when we get to ask questions. And I've been bringing in guests, which has been. Really I saw fun. that. Why don't you just save the audio of that and put that on the podcast? Because I like because my podcast is answering a question in depth. Okay. So okay. that's the theme of my podcast is where we take one question and I spend like twenty or thirty minutes just talking about that thing. Okay, got really, it. Really, really, really in depth. And in fact, I have two episodes on like spirit guides. One, who can your spirit guides be? How yeah. Could you, you know, who could they possibly be? And the second one, how do you contact your spirit guide? So we, it's a much more in depth thing. I could just, I mean, I have to. Just okay, sit well, down I'll and just say it. this, uh, just to share, to take the um, pressure off, is if it makes you feel any better, I'm just sharing. So it's like I had the message to this podcast like three years ago. And it was there and it was there and I felt this like pressure to do it and I was like beating myself up that I wasn't doing it yet. I felt this call to do it. Things weren't putting in place. And then, you know, um, beginning of this year, I started doing interviews and then I was beating myself up. I didn't have it ready yet. And it really, 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 truly was working for me yeah. because the I released it and I launched this podcast in like end of June and, um, you know, it was a perfect timing and it's really shown me like you know, the different seasons of everything. So it's like, I totally think your podcast is happening, but like you have, like you said, so many amazing things happening. And so it's like, I mean, I think it's just great. Like, you know, you have this book, like another book, like you are an author who has re- is writing her second book to be published. That is so huge. And so like, I think, you know, I'm giving your moon air moon and Aries uh, or midheaven. Wait, is your moon and Aries midheaven yeah. uh, permission to like? It's okay if it's another year and a half before that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that the lack of desire; it's really the lack of time. Totally, I think it's totally gonna happen. But I think between you know, like, like all the exciting things that are happening for you and yeah. this book that is like going to be huge and that it's launching in the fall, like I think you you'll be like, okay, what's next? Yeah, you know, and I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's that I, I, it's a lovely path of like, oh, there's new discoveries along the way, and sometimes things fall by the wayside. The things where I have to be consistent. That's my weakness. That's my biggest weakness is like be consistency. So I'll do some, but I, but, but it's like that thing of like going, give you, you can give yourself a break. You totally. Don't have to be, I think that this society that we live in now with social media of like we have to be, we see other people's what they're doing and we go I have to be doing that too I have to be at that level too I have to be the boo boo and it can really mess with your mind yeah that you're constantly being productive well it's interesting the way 
I'm just experimenting because, you know, I have, like, Saturn and Pluto in my first house, so I love, like, trying things on, like, different ritual, like, daily rituals, how to be most productive. And it's, like, I've been really experimenting with, like, how am I most productive? What are the hours? You know, and then also looking at moon phases and, and what are the days of the week represent? I'm just, like, I haven't settled into a plan yet, but just experimenting on all these different projects like so you know I have to do a lot of like photo marketing you know biz stuff and then you know I'm doing podcast stuff and then there's the editing for that and I'm also doing um, Akashic readings for people and so I'm really like looking at what so because I want to have all these things happen and it's not as loud as okay. we, we got we had crows and human <laughs> muggles driving by um and um, just really experimenting with, you know, like how to give all of these things attention and take, you know, um, inspired action on all these things so nothing gets left behind. Yeah. So my whole, my, one of my big lessons this year that I've been like really trying to implement, and I think this is where, and maybe not all Aries are like this, but this is definitely my history, Aries, is like go all in and above and beyond and like boo, 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 boo. And it's like, I don't need to do that anymore. It's like, that's kind of been my youth, like forever. Mm -hmm. Now I'm seeing more, it's like, oh, I need to take the inspired action. And then the universe will, I'll take a small set step towards what I want. And the universe will take a big step towards me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that feels also like taking the pressure off for all these different, you know, you know, things that you're working on. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like when you, you know, if you're a creative person, you're just, the creativity doesn't stop. And you start to realize that your, um, your fountain never stops running. Yeah. And so you're, if it's not this thing, it's going to be another thing. And they're all good. You have a limited amount. I always say like your time is your coin. You have a place that you can put that coin and you have a limited number of coins because you cannot, although I would love to stay up 24 hours, I, I would be the perfect speed freak, except that I never got into it. Because <laughs> I would, I, I, and I have a fantasy about never sleeping and being able to do things all the time. You know, that's how I love to live my life. But, you know. It's so it's funny. I love to do things and then not do anything. I'm, I, I, I like I to. Fidget. I'm a fidgeter, man. I cannot sit on the beach and read a book. I can read a book, but I can't sit on the beach and meditate. But I need to, like, do something very active before, and then I can be lazy. Yeah. Like, I love, like, lots of energy and then sloth time. Yeah. So, like, even when I'm on set and stuff, people are like, oh, my God, like, so much energy and blah, blah, Because I'm just, like, full on, like, Cute little bright out little there. Yeah. And then when I come home, people are like, you look like they think I'm like a partier or something. I'm like, <laughs> like no, <laughs> like are like they're like let's hang out. I'm like that was our togetherness time. <laughs> you, like like now it's pajama uh, antisocial togetherness time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I love that. So is there a question that you wish people would ask you, or more people would ask you? Hmm. Hmm. It's an interesting one. I wish, I wish, my wish is that people felt more confident in their own abilities. That's why I'm writing the book. That's why I'm writing them the book on candle magic so that people can feel confident. So I wish that they would be, instead of like, just you do it. Sometimes I get people, you do it. 
and and I'm like, okay, but you know, you can do it too. And when you do it, you put your um, desire into it and you take back your power. So I love it when people are like, I want to do it myself. And how do I do it? That's the question I love. You know, I'm happy to do work for clients, but I love it when I'm like, when they're like, I'm going to do a candle spell. I'm like, yeah, you go, kid. So I think that's probably the question that I wish more people well, is more how to do it, not you do it. Yeah. That, that they, because I love seeing the, the joy of the teacher, the real true joy of the Hierophant 5 teacher is to see the person go from, I don't know how to do it, to like, oh, I can do it. When I was, I was a teacher, I was a school teacher, I was a librarian, I was a adult ed teacher, and the joy for me in all of that was seeing the empowerment of you pass something on to someone and then they're like I can do it myself I can do it I can do it I love that so much it is the most joyful thing it's my reason for living I love it I love teaching it is my my passion it is my passion I love that what is your greatest desire for 2020 what is my greatest desire I haven't really thought about it um or what's something you want to experience in 2020? Hmm. I would love to do more art. You know, I had a reading with Matthew Venus in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh my amazing. gosh, that's amazing. amazing. It was amazing. This this little shop called Cauldron Black, super witchy, super magical. Really like okay, if you go to if you go to Salem, there's a lot of cheesy which stuff. I mean, really I still cheesy. want to see all the cheesy stuff. It's, it's, it's like beyond. <laughs> like, I, I don't care. I want to do like, like it's like, which is Disneyland? <laughs> it's which is Disneyland, but it's like tacky, which is Disneyland. There's this whole mall. Our joke was like, let's go to the witch mall. And we went to the witch mall and it was like zombies. I mean, like literally like crackheads walking around and it was oh. really dirty and dingy. And it was like, there was a photo thing. You can pose in a Harry Potter costume. We're like, oh my God, it's horrible. Oh my God. T-shirts that were just like the cheesy mm-hmm. T-shirts like on Venice Beach. Oh, it was awful. But there are some authentic magical people that are there too. There's a lot of cheesy people there, but there's some authentic magical people. And um, uh, Matthew Venus, super adorable adorable witch boy he's just adorable witch man but he's cute and young so I call him boy so um he did bone reading for me and he said you need to do art like he didn't know anything about me he doesn't know that I did art he only knows is that you know I'm a witch I do magic I do tarot reading he's like you need to do paint you need to do art there's some art there's some creative thing that you need to be doing I go yeah I used to paint I haven't painted in 20 years and he's like you need to paint but you need to paint without selling it and I was like, holy crap. I go, it's it's a complete mind shift for me because everything for me is business. Like how can I apply this to be productive? To have something that's not productive is so alien to me. So then I was like, started painting. I'm like, I can sell these. And I'm like, nope, nope, don't do it. Don't go there, don't go there. Just make it a sacred space. And when I listen to your podcast, about the soul collage it was like another message about that oh my gosh i love that so much it was like you have to make something that's there's a sacredness in making something that is not commodified that is not going to be sold you can give it away you can do what you want with but not to sell your art and i was like 
because it's so easy for me to fall in like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. And I'm like, no, this you need to just make it for just for the sake. And you can do something with it for sure, but not to turn it into a business. So for me, I'd like to do more. Gosh, I would love more time for painting, more time for creative things, more time for music. You do you know? feel good in like doing time blocks for stuff? <laughs> That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because that is, I am like a jazz musician, man. I'm improvising. Or like day. if like there's a day in the afternoon, maybe not so specific a time block, but like a day that you're like. I do that. Like. I don't know, like, this is my wild painting day yeah, afternoon. Nighttime, I'm a night owl, and okay. nighttime is my fabulous time for getting all my, I'm so juicy at night, like, in the morning, I'm like, oh my god. I oh my gosh, coffee. I'm so the opposite. I'm, like, very <laughs> annoying in the morning, and, like, I stopped drinking coffee um, this year, and I'm really a coffee, a poser coffee drinker. Like, my sister would always make fun of me. She's like, you're not even finishing it. Like, I like the ritual of coffee. I like having something hot, you know. So I've been doing tea. And it's interesting because even when you're talking about herbs and stuff, I love, like, chai. And so, like, all the things that are in chai. I have an article up on my blog about how to make tea into a potion. Oh, I'm going to totally look at that. It has all the herbs on it. I forgot about that. I love, I'm really into um, Earl Grey tea i um, love like a very high earl quality gray, earl gray tea is your power juice it's your power potion baby that is what you need to do so you make your tea yes oh my god you hold so your exciting. hands over it you you can bless it say your intention this is going to make me confident powerful strong uh i'm going to be a force to be contended with people are going to um respect me any of those things go with bergamot bergamot is the thing that's in earl gray tea now you've blessed it, you've charged it, you've made it magical, and then when you drink it, it becomes a part of you because that goes into your body and goes into your cells. You're imbuing your cells with that energy. I love that. Can we also do that with food? Like of bless course. our food? Of course. So in, in the tea article, so if you go to my site, yes. Wonders, I'll do a link to it for everybody. Instruction, there's a magic blog, and there's an article that's how to make tea into potion. I think it only has like three different, it was like an article that I wrote for your tango, so it has like three different herbs. But I'll put the really big one up there sometime soon, before you, before this goes live. Yes, 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 there. I wanna share. You'll have all the list of all the herbs that you can Oh my use. gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this. Well, I just wanna take a second to honor you and share my deep gratitude for you and the work you're doing, how you are so generous with your knowledge and your heart-centered magic that is really empowering like everybody around you to really embrace their inner witch, to do what feels good to them and really provide them with all the tools to help design their own lives and really embrace that they can make they can make magic. Anybody can make magic. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank oh, you so much. You're so welcome. I'm so it's my it makes me so happy that that's what you're noticing like that because that's what I my whole mission is oh, to do I that. fully see you. It's <laughs> it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank and so I'll do much, links love. for all the things okay. for all our people. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Diana. Yay. I'm so pleased to be on your podcast because I adore your podcast and I think it's amazing. Oh my God, that means like so much to me. Words of affirmation is uh, one of my love languages. Mine too. Oh my God, we're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Need to hear those words. Oh my gosh, thank you. 
That's a wrap for today on the Healer Dealer Podcast. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review, let me know what you loved about it, and pass along to your family and friends. Thank you so much for being here. Hope to see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.